That's the manner in which we roll. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. My name is not Eugene, which is probably strange for many of you. My name is Lucas, and for whatever reason, <laughs> I am doing this introduction. Um, that is because this is not a normal episode of Infendo Radio. This is a very Pokemon-ish episode of Infendo Radio. The reason for that being, there was a ton of Pokemon in the news last week. But we had our end-of-the-month patron special, where all we did was play Nintendoons, and it was fantastic. Um, a brotherhood was forged between two of our team members who got a tie. If you haven't listened to it yet, you totally should. But tonight, we are going to be doing a little bit of Pokemon chat, just to get ourselves and you caught up, if you missed the news. Um, I am joined by two of our three regular Nintendo Radio hosts, one of which is the ever-effervescent and always lovely Eugene. Eugene, how you doing tonight, buddy? Hi! I'm doing alright, I'm ready to talk some Pokemon. Um, man, it's isn't it crazy how much Pokemon news we got in this last week? Like, it's just... Like, I'm like ready to Like, two hit. weeks before E3. It's always unexpected. Yeah! <laughs> Steven, how are you tonight, my friend? Is all well in, in your wonderful world of Pokemon? Oh, all is amazing. I've been playing Hyrule Warriors all week. I'm just kidding. Um, you have, no, I am excited. <laughs> yeah, I have. But yeah, I'm kind of excited about some of this Pokemon news. Some of it I'm not. But damn it if we didn't get a new Build-A-Bear. And damn it if I didn't get, get it two hours later. Day one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a lot of Pokemon news, and for those of us who are here, it varies on the spectrum from furious and outraged to, like, full-on in love. So we figure we'll kind of give you our... I, yeah, I... What? <laughs> yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I think we ought to start, like, way back before we got the actual mm -hmm. news, because I feel like... Our emotions have been a roller coaster, That's a good idea. Man. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, because the big one, we didn't know anything about Pokemon Quest. We knew very little about Gen 8. Honestly, we knew nothing. But we heard a lot about Pokemon Let's Go, and we've been talking about it on the show, too. Um, the leaks pretty mm -hmm. much turned out to be 100% true, and I was terrified of that, personally. Like, I thought that Pokemon was changing, and, like, that was going to be the new Gen 8, and I was freaking out when I heard that, like, the new Pokemon was going to be this kind of, like, it, from from what I heard, this kind of, like, watered-down tie-in with Pokemon Go kind of thing. So, I, I was coming into this with a very negative expectation. And, you know, I, um, I, I have to say that I kind of came in... Not immediately positive on this news, but when we, you know, when it was first announced and we first heard about it, I wasn't as initially negative as I think that you and Steve were. But at the same time, I was—I mean, who knows? It could have been not that way, but I was like almost a hundred percent sure that this wasn't going to be actual Gen Eight, and I think that's what where you guys were um, a little bit more concerned. Well, yeah, you know? because had what we gotten actually been Gen Eight, that would have been really, really bad for Pokemon fans. Um, so the fact that this really isn't Gen 8, that makes it a bit better for me. I'm on the fence. I could really go either way, and I'm curious to see how I'm going to feel at the end of the show tonight. Because I think I really could go either direction with this news. So Yeah, um, it, was, it was definitely kind of an emotional low and high. Because, I mean, we're Pokemon nerds. At least two of us here are wearing freaking nerdy Pokemon Ash Catch'em hats <laughs> while we're doing the recording. We take Pokemon much more seriously than two grown men should. So, like, we don't want our precious <laughs> franchise twisted and changed in any way. We were a little freaked oh. out when we heard all the rumors. <laughs> Why don't we start, though, at the beginning of the press conference? Because even before all the Let's Go stuff, which we'll get into, there was another game that got revealed that nobody knew was getting revealed, and that was called Pokemon Quest. Um, it, it turned out mm -hmm. to be a smartphone app 
that's also available on the Switch, currently only available on the Switch, as weird as that is, coming to smartphones at a later date. Um, who saw this coming? <laughs> Anyone? <Nope. coughs> no. Not me. Uh, but we probably should have seen it coming, quite honestly, because, I mean, let's just be real. Like, there are always a plethora of, um, you know, spin-off type of Pokemon games, right? Like, we got the, the Rumble series and the Rangers series and all that fun stuff. So, like, I think the Pokemon company, if, if there's one thing that they're good at, they're, they're good at keeping their, um, their IP fresh, be it with, you know, the actual mainline Pokemon series or, you know, keeping it fresh with, you know, the little add-ons, be it like, you know, like I said, Rumble or Shuffle yeah. or anything like that. I I was not impressed at all. Like I don't like Pokemon Go. I've never played Pokemon Shuffle. Um, I actually did play Picross, even though that was a 3DS game. But I just don't mm-hmm. have a lot of interest in a lot of the side games, unfortunately. In fact, I can't think of a side this game I actually in- do have interest in. I, Pokemon Pinball. That's about it. Yeah, but I never even played the second one. I would recommend, and maybe I'm totally off base here, but I had a lot of fun with that board game one. What was that called? It wasn't Conquest. Um, oh, yeah, um, Pokemon. I know what you're talking about. Pokemon. I'll have to look it up. Keep talking. I'll keep it, it, and I'll look it but, up. But um, no, I I was actually going to ask you guys. I played Pokemon Quest um, the night that it came out, and I didn't know what it was because all I had seen were some screenshots. But I knew it was some kind of mobile app, and. I really didn't like it like at all. Like um I went into it I went into it with an open mind because I didn't know what we were going to get with it. Um it's very simplistic. If you guys have played it, you basically just go to a map and there's wild pokemon and your pokemon automatically moves to the location. You have the option of choosing which attack that they know you want to use to hurt the other pokemon. They attack automatically in between that. You can turn that feature off and just have them choose their attacks themselves. And that's just the entire thing. They defeat everything so... in their way and you beat a boss and you move on and then you get more experience and it's just a it's just a constant grind of getting more experience. So if they can battle all by themselves, what's the point of even playing the game? That's the thing. And, like, that's what a mobile <laughs> game is, right? Like, it, it plays, mm-hmm. like, the worst of mobile gaming. Like, there's some good stuff out there. Pokemon Go is a really good example of, like, a, a well-made mobile game. You know, it demands a certain level of, like, interaction right. from you. And, you know, despite the fact that I haven't played it in a long time, like, it, it's got a following for a reason. But this game is, like, it literally just exists so you can log in... And advance another, like, you know, inch or however far you're going to go while you're, like, at work and you're bored and there's nothing going on. Yeah, that just doesn't even sound fun to me. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to do something on my phone while I'm at work, I'd rather hop on a chat or check Twitter or do something like that. And honestly, it's a free game, but I don't even think I would recommend, like, downloading it. Because it just, it, it doesn't provide anything. It doesn't give you anything. It's literally just a way to pass time when you're bored. And on your Switch, there's so many other ways to do that. Like, like I, I understand the use for it on a mobile system if you literally just want to pass time. But short of that, there's really not a point in even getting it. And the stuff that you buy, the in-game money that you buy to speed up events, can run you like 20 or 30 bucks. Like, Seriously? <laughs> they've got packs anywhere from like $2 to like $30. And if you want to like decorate your camp with all of the exclusive stuff, there's like a $30 get everything pack. It, it's it's kind of gross. Wow. <laughs> wow. You could you could pay yeah. like 30 bucks to unlock all the puzzles in uh, <sighs> Pokemon Picross. And I did that just because I didn't like doing a puzzle and waiting for three hours and yeah. doing a puzzle and waiting. Right. I don't mind paying 30 bucks for a 3DS game. Yeah. 30 bucks for a mobile game. That's outrageous. Yeah. It's... And well, and see, the thing about that that th- throws me off about that is like I would be okay quite all right paying $30 if that's all I had to pay but it sounds like this is like consumable items so like you pay the $30 and it's not like you know you can play forever unlimited you still have to re-up after your time runs out that's exactly so that's yeah it's it's just it's in-game cash to keep you going and like 
it's just it's not fun. Like if if the game was fun, even I could understand it. Like the Fire Emblem game that came out um, on mobile, that one was at least kind of fun. It felt kind of Fire Emblem ish. It had those same like oh you can only play five times and you got to wait twenty minutes or pay money to you know keep going. And even that sucked. But at least the gameplay itself was engaging. This gameplay is like bare mm. minimum. Like you're literally just tapping a button. Like. It's it's just not very good. It's not a, it's not a well made game. Yeah, like there's there's better Pokemon apps out. I there. finally, <laughs> I, I finally got to watching your um, let's play of it, and I'm sure that I got much more enjoyment out of watching <laughs> you just... yell at the game than I would have actually playing the yeah, game. So yeah, it, it was it wasn't yeah, like... good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I still haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the Let's Play, but when I do, it sure as hell ain't gonna be to watch the game. Like, I know that for sure, because oh, that game looks terrible. Um, And you said it's not even out on the phones yet. Yeah, not from what I've seen. It's coming to phones at a later date. It's only out on the Switch right now. But, um, that actually kind of, like, brings up an interesting point, and I guess it kind of moves us into the second game that got announced, which is the one we all knew about. It seems like Pokemon is trying to move their app game onto Switch. Because now we've got this app that's on both systems, and we've got Pokemon Go, which now has an actual, like, console-equivalent game. Because Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee is, by, by all means, a version of Pokemon Go that you can play without having to go outside, you know? So right. for, for whatever reason, right. it seems like, and I'm sure there's money behind this, but it seems like Nintendo realizes that Pokemon is a series that does well both on mobile and now on Switch, and they're trying right. to capitalize on that. So whether it's good or bad, I guess, is up to you and your level of enjoyment that you get from these games, but that seems to be the direction well, they're going. I'm I'm just excited to sure. see um, the Kanto yeah. region in these graphics. Like the graphics, from what I've seen, actually do look pretty nice. And the fact that yeah. my Pikachu is actually going to follow me around, I love that. I missed that from Pokemon Yellow, and then what was the other one that did it? Pokemon <sighs> Crystal, or was it? Um, yeah, I, I want to say that. yes. Uh, it was Crystal. No, no, oh, it was, that's it was right. Heart Gold and Soul. Was right. Crystal? But yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and that, it wasn't in Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. You can basically pick your Pokemon. I really like that feature because you can pick any Pokemon. And you're going to be able to do that in this right? game too, actually. You have a Pikachu and an Eevee that cool. either follow behind you or sit on your head. But there's been video footage of people with Gengar and Voltorb and Bulbasaur. and So it sounds like you will be able to just have awesome. whatever Pokemon you want following you around. I love that. I hope that comes that's back in cool. Gen 8 because yeah. that's always been a fun feature. It It... it it's something that um, that Monster Hunter 3DS Pokemon clone game did that um, I thought was really cool. You actually feel like you're connecting more with your creatures when they're like out and about with you, which is right. just, it, it's fun. It makes it more organic. It does. But yeah, I guess well, that kind of brings us right to Let's Go. What do you guys think? Like, we've had the reveal and everything. Let's each take a minute or two and share our, share our feelings. Who wants to go okay, first? You, I'm gonna go Eugene, first. you go first. Let me go first. I want to go last because I'm, I'm somewhere in the I'm middle. I'm the one that's... I feel like I'm the one that's just like so more, much more overwhelmingly positive on this game than you guys. Like, I, it, it's, it hits me right where it needs to hit me for a lot of different reasons. Um, number one, I think I've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, my girlfriend is heavily into Pokemon Go. So another game that I can play with her is, you know better you know like i I'm, I'm not excited that i have to pay 60 dollars for two games or i mean 60 dollars a piece for a game for each of us because you know that's what's going to end up happening but um to have another game that i can play with heather um is that's just wonderful and to top it all off, top it off it's going to be the pokemon go that we already love but with like basically added elements on top of it, like a overworld and everything like that, which is what I thought the mobile game was missing. So I'm, I'm all for this game. Um, I especially knowing that it's not going to replace yeah. Gen Eight for or whatever, right? Like we're still gonna get like our actual Pokemon game. So I mean, hell, if I mean, I don't expect all the hardcore Pokemon players to play this. Like that's probably not gonna be a thing. But to give another reason for players who may not have been into the Pokemon series otherwise 
to get into the Pokemon series potentially. Well, and maybe it's going to be the gateway drug for some of those more casual players. And they're like, hey, this is kind of cool. Maybe I will try the next Pokemon yeah. game that comes out on the Switch sometime next year. Yeah. At, at best, mm-hmm. it's that. At worst, they just start churning out this, you know, for lack of a better word, like casual series alongside the main games. Right. And they, you know, increase their fan base. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, I, you're right. Like, I don't think this, Steve, I don't think this is going to replace the main game. But like you said, like, if this is like maybe a, you know, a way to get some people like my girlfriend really into the main game, then that's a win for the Pokemon Company and Nintendo, right? Because then they're going to get not only the $60 for this, but they're going to be getting players to, you know, p- purchase the mainline game, hopefully, you know, so I, I I see it as a win. And see, I'm I'm a little more on the fence on this one. Um, I, I got to admit, I was pretty turned off originally by the fact that I had heard there were no wild battles in the game, because all I was doing was reading these uh, mm-hmm. article titles. <laughs> then when I actually sat down to read an article, I realized that what it actually means is not no wild battles, but no random battles. So you'll be able to see the Pokemon running around the world. Kind of like, basically, just like you do in Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. And I'm actually completely okay with that. Um, <clears throat> my biggest concern is this is a $60 game. Um, it's very, very much like a heavy version of Pokemon Go, if you will, where, you know, Go is the light version you play while you're out and about on your phone. This one seems like it's going to have a few more features than Pokemon Go, and obviously a different world to explore than, you know, the one you're walking around in. What worries me is I I know the Kanto region very well. I played it in Red, Blue, and Yellow. I played it again in Gold, Silver, and Crystal. I played it again in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, and Fire, Red, and Leaf, Green. I've been through this region many times. I know how small it is compared to some of the newer regions. And I worry what's going to happen after you get to the, I guess, uh, Victory Road. And the. Um, I assume the Pokemon League will be there. Um, I don't know what exactly you'll do at it, but that's what worries me is what happens after the pokemon league is there any kind of end game are they going to be releasing any updates for it or will there just be another version like you know is it is is that worth sixty dollars to me i'm not sure right now and that is a good and even more than that they've got the pokeball accessory for it which is retailing for 50 bucks so (laughs) is this game and granted you can use the pokeball accessory with pokemon go is this game worth $110 to me? Probably not. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's I'm not as sour on it as I was before, but I'm still very, very on the fence about this one. I really could go either way, depending on the day of the week. Well, that's a good uh, point you bring up, Steve, because Pokemon Go is a game that's pretty much always growing and expanding, and is the console version going to be able to do that? You know, like, are they just going to add Johto? And start allowing you to, like, catch Gen 2 Pokemon? Are they going to require, like, will that be DLC? Will that be a new game? Like, how are they going to handle kind of Pokemon Go's level of growth? Because I assume they're going to want to keep including that stuff at some point, you know? Like, right now it's just Kanto, but what will they do? In another year, will they have Let's Go Cyndaquil and Let's Go Totodile? Will it be, like, you know, DLC content? Will they just not do it? That's I didn't even think of that, but that makes a lot of sense, actually. Because just by its very nature, Pokemon Go is a game that like doesn't get old, you know? It's, it's constantly being added to. I think they're just starting to add the Alolan Pokemon now. so Yeah, which, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I just I just caught a weird-looking Execute in my Pokemon Go, and I was uh, You just pumped. caught true Execute, my friend. That is his true form. <laughs> um, so, so my thoughts and impressions on Let's Go Pika V. Um... I was freaking out before the thing. Like, I had messaged these guys in private, and I was like, if this is the future of Pokemon, just count me out right now. I'm done. Game Freak, you lost. Because, like, I was thinking, like, this was it. Um, So you have no idea how relieved I was when I found out that Gen 8 was coming out. Like, at this point, I I could care less about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Like, if it's good, great. If it's not, fine. Like, either way, that doesn't affect me because my game's coming out next year. 
All that said, there's like a middle of the road temptation thing for me too with this game. Um, I don't think it's worth sixty dollars. I think for someone like me at least, and I'm willing to I'm willing to say that each of you guys are going to have your own experience with it. For someone like me, it feels like a lesser Pokemon experience because a big part of Pokemon for me is battling wild Pokemon. That feature missing in and of itself is enough for me to say like. You know, it, it, it just it's it's missing stuff. Why would I pay full price for a game that doesn't have that when I could pick up a game that does and, you know, do that kind of thing? I also think it's kind of odd that this is our first $60 Pokemon game because up until now, the games have all been on the 3DS and they've all been like 40 bucks. But now we're looking at like, you know, full price legitimate Switch games. I figured Gen 8 would do that. I didn't think this game would do that. And I'm realizing that the reason it is going to do it is because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be buying it and they know they can get away with that. But, like, I, I, I'm I, still holding out hope that um, that $60 price is a pl- placeholder, but I, I, I have a feeling Nintendo's going to charge $60. Bucks. Like, um, I, I think they're going to do it with this one to set the precedent. Well, and they're charging $50 for the Pokeball. Why would they? Yeah. They can't charge any less than that for the game. Yeah, that's probably true. Because the mm-hmm. Pokeball is more expensive than a Joy-Con, right? Joy-Cons go for what, like $35, $40 yep. a piece? No! I think a Joy-Con... I think, I think Joy-Cons uh, I are 60 up, for one, but... 80 for a pair. Really? Hmm. That's it. Yeah, oh, that's okay. right. Um, but yeah, no, the, the $60 price tag is kind of like a point of contention for me. Because if it was $40, it'd be a lot easier to just justify it and say, Hey, you know what? But I, I want to see that, like, HD Canto, like you're talking about, Steve. Yeah. I want to have an Ivasaur following me around while I walk around Canto. But, like, the trainer battles in Pokemon are usually the things I avoid. Well, and did I, like the tra- did the I trainer- train it, or did I see Mewtwo in there? This would be the... F- no, Mewtwo's in there. Yeah, the first HD... Well, not that's not complete, completely true, but the first, like, HD in Canto region, uh, Mewtwo, sign me up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and more importantly, Ivasaur. But no, uh, definitely. <laughs> um, but but like when I play games, like I'm playing through um, Heart Gold and so- or not Heart Gold. God, I'm playing through Gold on a phone emulator, which feels <laughs> like playing Heart Gold because it's amazing. And like you haven't played Pokemon until you've played it on a good emulator that you can carry with you wherever you want on your yeah. phone. But that's besides the point. That'll be on next week's Change the System. <laughs> um, the, the point of this is. I usually skip trainer battles because I find them kind of boring and tedious. I like going out into the field and hunting down Pokemon and battling them and catching them. Like, I can still catch Pokemon, that's a thing, but it's missing that, like, growth and strategy thing that I really value in Pokemon. Like, I play Pokemon nowadays primarily to get through the story and to get to the post-game, where I can be battling other people online and raising up my EVs and IVs and breeding. And and, doing our custom teams that we always do. Exactly, and that's not going to be a thing with this game. If I had like a five-year-old son, I could play Let's Go Pikachu with him. I could give him an account. I could pop in. I could be like his Pokemon you know, and I'd be in a whole different world where that would be so much fun for me because I could share something I love with someone that I love. But as it is, I'm a single guy. I don't have a family. Well, I don't have kids, and I, I don't really have anyone to share this with, you know, like you do, Eugene. Yeah. So it's missing that aspect for me. So it really comes down to, do I want to play like a watered-down version of Pokemon by myself? And right now, I don't know, because like I really want Pokemon, but I don't know if it's worth it for me. And I'm kind of in the same um, boat as you, Lucas, because my wife doesn't play Pokemon. And, yeah. you know, we don't have kids, so, you know, I don't have kids to play it with, so I don't know, I'm not... I'm very on the fence about it, like I keep saying. Yeah, and honestly, probably whether or not you get it is going to determine to a degree whether I give it a try. Because if you play it and you're like, oh, it's a lot of fun, I'm really enjoying it, I might say, okay, what the heck, I can afford you, it, let's, you realize, you know, let's though, explore You if you Canto. get it, that you have to get the EV version. Well, I would probably get the EV version, because I love Pikachu, but I don't need another Pikachu following me around. Eevee is something a little more unique and different. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool, too. Like oh, Pikachu. God, Steve's, yep. Steve's got his Pikachu plushie. Yep, right here. <laughs> but um, but they are making Eevee, like, a new Pokemon mascot, like, to be premiered alongside Pikachu, they've been saying. Interesting choice. I kind of like it. I think it's cool. It harkens back to the old days of, like, red and blue. Well, you know? and so. in a manner of speaking, and I know that you're going to hate me for saying this, but Eevee sort of has been a starter before, too, in Pokemon Coliseum. 
So yeah. it, no, it's it makes true. Eevee's always been special to people. People build entire teams based around Eevee. Like people love their Eevee. Something and their I've always Eevee wanted missions, to do actually. So. Yeah, when we got Sylveon, when we got Sylveon for the first time, it was like the biggest thing ever back in like Gen. What was it? Seven? Gen six? Um, X and Y was Gen seven. Wasn't Gen it? six. Uh, no, that was Gen. Oh yeah, six. you're right. Gen six. So. But six, yeah, but yeah. like that was it. people love Eevees. So like you know, long story short, Eevee will be exciting. I wanted to ask one more... Oh, no, Eugene? I was just going to ask, was there a new Eevee no. evolution Not in Sun, Sun and Moon? Moon. Yeah, Damn I know. It. That's what, that, there we go. That That's another thing that bugs we're me wait, out. We're that waiting on Dragon and Ghost. I'm thinking one of those two is going to be in Gen 8. Okay. So be, be, oh, no, I have something else out, I, I want to say now say before it. we close off. So you do your thing, okay, and then I'm going to bring it into something good, else. Good, Because I have a whole other thing I want to talk about with Let's Go. But you go first. So so I'm, I'm really starting to realize, like, the reason why I'm so excited for this game. Because, like, the last... I mean, don't get me wrong. Sun and Moon were good games. Yeah. They were great. They were fantastic games. But they were just kind of a little bit too little. Um, for my opinion, and we've had, we've talked about this before, um, like, you know, there's not really much post-game anymore, you know, and I thought that, you know, okay, Sun and Moon's gonna, Mm -hmm. gonna improve that. Not really. And so, at least with Pokemon, let's go Eevee, let's go Pikachu, it's gonna be different. Now, is that different gonna be good? I don't know yet. We'll find out. But at least it's gonna be different. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I wanted to bring up one thing about, uh, like, I love Sun and Moon, honestly. The, the post-game, yeah, it sucks, and it bothers me. But I thought Sun and Moon was, like, a really cool game, especially the first one. And I have to say that my taste on it has been mm-hmm. a little watered down with the sequels, because they were so similar, just the main game again. Same-y. But the, that original yeah. experience from a couple of years ago, and we got that first game, that was special well, to me. I'll- the one thing that bothers me with the direction Pokemon's going lately is they're very story-heavy, and they have been ever since, like, Gen 4. I, I kind of miss that going into a mm-hmm. game and just playing through the game and that being the thing. I'm curious with Let's Go Pikachu if it's going to be a story-heavy game or not. Because on the one hand, it's drawing inspiration from the Kanto games, those Gen 1 games where it's just like, here's a Pokemon, go murder everyone you see. And, like, that's, that's the story. But on the other hand, it's a modern game coming out in modern Pokemon times. It seems to be geared more toward children and a casual audience. And I'm wondering if they're going to stick a big story in there to, you know, kind of keep people enthralled. And I hope they don't. Like, that could actually be a really refreshing thing for me that might turn the tide. If you just get into the game and it's like, here's a Pikachu, go out and be a Pikachu. Like, that would would do it for me. I'd be like, okay, sure, run around Kanta doing whatever. I don't think there's going to be much story to it because in that gameplay trailer they showed, I don't remember seeing any words unless it was around the battle system. And generally when they show a Pokemon trailer, they usually show other trainers in the world talking to you, but you didn't see any of that. The only time you saw that's, words was within a battle screen. That's true, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little freaked out. Because, like, they even have, like, the tagline, like, a whole new story in your first Pokemon, you know. Like, well, I, I don't they, know. they called like, it a whole new adventure, a not thing. a whole new story. Okay, but, like, I, I don't know. I just, I see them screwing it up. Yeah. I see them doing, like, hey there, you're my son. Let's go looking for Pokemon. Oh, look, a Pikachu. And then, like, 30 minutes later, you get the Pikachu. And then you go off, and then you go back, and then you have a reunion with your mother. And then, like, I don't know. I could see oh, it being Oh, you mean the thing. same thing like, we've done in every generation thus far? That's that's what I'm saying. But Gen <laughs> 1 and 2 didn't do that. Yeah. Gen 1 and 2, it was like, oh, the professor's looking for you. You get a Pokemon, bye-bye, and then you just out the door do it your adventure you know like that's refreshing your second time Uh, through uh uh-huh i'm excited to go back to kanto but at the same time like i'm hoping it's not um i like i want them to not to not be so complacent with it like i want there to be some extra stuff you know because like it it needs to be more than a than a remake of the kanto region for me like granted we haven't been back there for a while you know so i guess that is going to be really cool especially to see it in a 3d world but at the same time, um, I don't want to, because um, there's been games like this before, like where you've okay, you, like you've played the, like the, um, I, I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but like you know, like a remakey type game, and then it there's just not enough that's changed. Like I want there to be 
um, I want to be able to explore that world and not feel like I've already lived in it. You know what I mean? I want there to be some newness well, and to it. And I think you might get that because all of the rumors up until this point were that this game is going to be taking place like years after Red and Blue. So like Red and Blue are going to be in oh, the cool. game. Oh, They're like I forgot like about they those rumors. Yeah, so the rumors are saying Holy that you're shit. like a new kid, but like the the 10, 15 years that passed from when we were trainers in Pokemon Red, like those years have passed in the actual mm-hmm. game too. And this is going to be like the future of Kanto. If that's the case, sign me up. Maybe there'll be some new gym leaders or something, you know? Maybe Brock retired to go marry Misty and start a family. So now like, you know, their kids are running the gyms or something. Like, who knows? Like, I'd be on board with that. I, I'd, I'd prefer that to just like a straight up like, yeah. hey, you played Red. Remember how good Red was? Here's some more Red, you know? Exactly. I do not want that. I don't want to, like, sure, I'll, I'll take Giovanni and everything like that, all those types of throwbacks yeah. and everything, but I don't want... I don't want it to be, okay, you go see Professor Oak, and then you have to unveil the mystery of Team Rocket, and then you realize that this rich guy, Giovanni, has been behind it the whole time. Like, yeah. I already know that story. Give me yeah, something exactly. different. You go to Viridian City. The gym leader's not there. I wonder why that is. <clears throat> oh, we just got through the forest. Better get a Nidoran before you go up against Brock so you can beat it. Yeah. You're not, you don't want to just do you, the same. You yeah. know what I don't want, though? I don't want um, a Golden Sun where like a golden sun sequel where it's basically you're playing as the kids of the original four heroes i don't want that either i want to be someone completely different in this universe if we're going to go down that route i don't just want it to be like red's kid and giovanni's kid and they're all up to the same shit that their parents were i think we'll get that right i don't think pokemon puts quite that level of like narrative into what they do although i will say we've already seen giovanni's kid his name is silver and he's the main antagonist of gold and silver so that game turned out pretty good but no i totally get what you're saying like now yeah i I hope it's not just that's some deep (laughs) lore like that's a side quest in a remake of a game no nice. kidding, right? Oh. No, and I can't, I can't unthink it. Like every time I play the game now, I'm like, I know who you are. Yep. Like, like, I realize it was retconned later, but like, I know who you are. Yeah. Oh, why was it? Was yeah, retconned? he he wasn't his kid in the original games, but in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, there's like a side quest that you get from like an event. Yeah, it was and you find se- out that like Silver is Giovanni. It was, it was I thought when that was Celebi the original takes you back game. in time. I, oh. Yeah, it's it's a thing. I, I could I, I remember that in my original headcanon. I guess I must have played... Obviously, I played HeartGold SoulSiver sooner well, than that. Well, for what so. it's worth, I still remember Bulbasaur as an all-grass Pokemon. So, like, it confuses me every <laughs> time I find out he's half-poison. Like, yeah, my, my memories yeah. <laughs> have been skewed over the years, I guess. Wait, was, but, he was um, never a, an all-grass Pokemon, was he? No, he was always a grass poison. But I remember uh, him as yeah. an all-grass Pokemon in the first well, few I, games. I remember when... Uh, ghost poison when that was the only type of ghost you can get so you just assumed yeah. that all ghost types were weak to psychic but then you found out yeah. it was the poison that I made remember, them weak to I psychic remember, not the ghost i realize we're getting incredibly <laughs> off topic here but i remember playing red and blue as a kid and saying the shows lied to me because ash went to get a gengar specifically so he could beat sabrina who had the psychic pokemon i did the same thing and i got like one shotted and i was like the show freaking lied like go suck against psychic ash took out a freaking uh um a rhyhorn with a pikachu that essentially had lightning rod that's not he took, possible. He, yeah. He took out an onyx by breaking Brock's sprinkler system and making making oh, the yeah! water. There's actually like a chart of like all of the times Ash cheated to get badges. He's won like one badge legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> the show is obviously not a good example to go off of. Anyway, um, why don't we talk about Gen 8 and wrap up our thoughts with that? Because I, I feel like we've let's go to death if now we're talking about the anime, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So Gen 8, I guess, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want from that game. Um, I'm glad that we don't know anything about it yet. I'll tell you that much, though. I kind of want to yeah. go into that game. Yeah, cold. no, I, I hear you. I want to know the starters. I got to know my starters. 
But that's all I want to know. I don't want all sure. the leaks. I don't want to know all the Pokemon. I love going into a Pokemon game fresh and not knowing what everything is my, ahead of time. Because it makes yes. me feel like a little kid again. You know? My favorite part of Pokemon since I joined this group, since I met Lucas and Mike and everybody, was going into the new generation. It's like, what starter are you picking? What version are you getting? Like, that's mm-hmm. the whole fun of it. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, yeah. like Lucas, I'm really excited to see what the starters are going to be. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's like actually having, like, a Pokemon rival in real life. It's like having that, like, red and blue pick their starter Pokemon at the same time kind of thing, like, in real life. It's super fun. I bet we know which Um, one Eugene's going to pick, regardless. Eugene always goes grass type. And I I generally go fire. Always. I have to. I usually go grass. There was one generation where I didn't go grass, and I regretted it the entire game. It was when I picked... The, whatever the fucking kung fu bird is, Whoa, I, I like Blaziken. Yeah, Eugene has Eugene notoriously nah, the hates the fire chicken. You'll hate him even more when my <laughs> fire really chicken do. kicks your ass one of these days when we battle. Oh god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but moving back into Gen Eight, um, one thing that I really hope we get. There's a couple of innovations with Let's Go that I hope are a thing. I hope Gen Eight looks a little more. Like, for lack of a better word, like, HD than Let's Go. Like, Let's Go is cute. And it's got, like, a cute kind of cartoony little kid, like, appeal to it with, like, the way the characters are drawn and everything. I want a little more, like, Pokemon Coliseum, but, like, HD style, like, kind of more human proportion characters. I want it to look really beautiful and, like, you know, it can still look cartoony, but, like, I want that, like high def like you put all your money into making this game kind of experience like it's a $60 Pokemon game make it a $60 Pokemon that said I really yeah. hope we get the Pokemon that follow you around like in Let's Go I think that was a great innovation back in Heart yes. Gold and Soul Silver. I want it again like the fact that it's I, I know it's hard to do because you have to make a walk animation for every Pokemon and like that's that's a lot of work right. I want it make it a thing like work on it you know um Take, take billions of dollars out of your budget, Game Freak, to make it a thing. Um, in addition to that, I really hope that they keep the Let's Go style of being able to see the Pokemon in the overworld. Yeah. That's a change I'd be Absolutely. all on board for. Like, as, as non-traditional as it is, it's cool that you can actually walk around and be in, like, the water and see a Gyarados and say, I'm going to go fight that Gyarados. Like, I've wanted that since I was a little kid. I used to have these fantasies of playing, like, a, a big Pokemon game where, like, you're in a park and there's a big lake and the Gyarados just comes out of the water and you get to, like, like yeah. I've wanted that for years. So, like, even a smaller step of that, like, being out in the wild and seeing a Pikachu and, like, chasing him down and getting to catch him, like, I want that to be a thing that's super cool so how does that work though for the randomness part of it you just have to keep walking back and forth until they randomly pop up i bet you there's still going to be tall grass but i bet you there will be tall i mean obviously we don't know jenny this has is Mm -hmm. all speculation but if they do do it and i was game freak i would have the best of both worlds right like you can go attack the that wild Gyarados that you see in the yeah. over there, but if you walk into a cave, you're gonna have you're probably gonna run into yeah. some random battles too. And I think if you analyze the way Pokemon has been growing since like the Alola stuff in Gen Seven, you see that kind of becoming the natural trend. Because in Gen Seven, you have those bushes that shake where the Pokemon will chase you. You have yeah. the trees that shake, and you actually see the silhouette of the Pokemon before it attacks you, and you like know what you're getting into. Yeah. Like they're they're playing with that idea of Pokemon existing in the world that you're exploring. In the remakes, there's Pokemon that wander all over the place. There's like a giant beware in the background. There's like a Magmar in one of the areas. You can actually see and interact with Pokemon. And that's cool because ironically enough, Pokemon has always felt kind of devoid of actual Pokemon. You know, they just stay in your pocket and you never see them. I would love a game where Pokemon populate the world and you actually feel like you're in a world full of Pokemon. So... I hope that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I really want that to be a thing. I want to, to uh, jump on to what you, you know, your wants. Uh, another addition that um, the Pokemon Let's Go is going to be adding is co-op mm. play. I really want that to that be a be thing. Fun. Like, I want there to be the ability to, um, you know, of course, still be able to solo the whole entire game. But, like, if I wanted to jump into a party with my buddies Lucas and Steve and we wanted to do, like, a three-on-three battle against, like, you know a gym leader that maybe there's a certain section of the game where you know requires like 
I, I guess clans or raids for a lack right. of a better term, right? Like you can only go into the Poke Tower section with a group of four people because, you know, be awesome. it's going to be a co-op section type of I, thing. I actually have a yeah. thought on that. And you know where I'm going with this because I've been clambering for it for years. But I think the battle frontier that they need to put in this game yeah. because it should be a thing. I think the battle frontier would be a great place to have like an online hub. I think you go into the battle frontier and there's all these different modes. You can do a battle with like randomized Pokemon. You can do like a battle with special rules. You can do just straight up like battles against like computer gym leaders or even like player on player gym leaders. And like you can actually go into an online hub, connect with Eugene and Steve, form a team and go to a room and like challenge that room together. Like that would be really I like fun. that. Have, yes, like, a please. Three, a three on three battle. We each get like random Pokemon or we each have to play with only grass types or like whatever the rules are. And we get to like challenge those the things tiny together. cup or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I just yeah. want, I, I've, I've been saying this and I say it all the time on the podcast. So forgive me if it sounds repetitive, but the moment I turned old mm. enough to actually know how to play Pokemon beyond like the core game, like the minute that I was old enough to actually make a team and build a good team and start getting my team together, Pokemon stopped having that. Like, by Gen 5, Pokemon right. stopped putting that stuff in. It had the battle subway, sure, but that was just the battle tree, which was just the battle maison. They're all the same thing. Like, give me that huge endgame experience where I get to go in and really challenge this team I've built without having to play online. Because online play doesn't do it for me. Online play is just people saying, I like Mewtwo and Ho-Oh and Lugia, and oh, all of the legendary Pokemon from, um, you know... Every o- generation. What is it? Yeah. Well, but what's what's all the Pokemon yeah. from Boris can, like, Mega Evolve at the same time. So I can have, like, a Kyogre and a Rayquaza and a Mega Pokemon. <laughs> and, like, I don't want that. I don't want to fight yeah. your, like, cookie-cutter legendary teams. I want to fight, like, actually well-thought-out teams where, like, my good strategy versus your good strategy, and you don't have an advantage just because you're using all these unfair, like, although, rules and regulations. Although a lot of through. people that use those cookie-cutter legendary teams still get their butts handed to them. Because yeah, my because... my a lot of my teams can kick a legendary teams, but with very little effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I, I totally. Get I, that. I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I'm definitely with you on that one, Lucas, because I super enjoyed and appreciated the. I, I, I can't remember what Pokemon it was, but po- what Pokemon game it was. But, you know, in the post game, you, you can literally choose, okay, I'm going to be on a tiny cup or I'm going to be on the heavy cup or I'm going to be like, you know, and then you have to gear uh, your Pokemon mm-hmm. towards that. Like, that would be amazing to be able to do in I believe Emerald the did it, and I believe they had it in Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. They did. And to uh, to another yeah. degree, um, I don't think it had those exact specifications, but Platinum had a lot of post content yes, with their okay. Battle Frontier or whatever it was. The I think it was called the Battle Frontier. But um but no, like they had these like in game tournaments where you had to be good. You couldn't just choose like your yeah. own Pokemon. You had to make a good team and have a strategy because these computers came at you hard. I miss that challenge. I don't like these like random battle fifty trainers in a row. Oh, and if you lose, you have to start from the beginning yeah. kind of thing, you know? From yeah, the begin- I, I want yeah. that progression of growth, you know? Like ah, I just I'm hoping that's a thing. I'm hoping if nothing else. I'm hoping that they put something like that in this time. I think the fan demand has been really strong for a while for it. The one, so I'd like to see something like that. The yeah. one thing I want more than anything from Gen 8, and you kind of alluded to this mm-hmm. earlier, Lucas, um, South Park, the Fractured But Whole, looks like an episode <laughs> of the cartoon. Um, yeah. The Dragon Ball Fighter Z game looks like an episode of the cartoon. I want this game yeah. to look like an episode of the cartoon. Like that I, would be really that cool. would be an amazing art style. It would I think sure. it would work well. I don't think it would be too too intensive considering there's going to be more than 807 Pokemon by the time this game comes out, and you can do Pokemon Bank and all that. Um, but yeah. I just want it to look like an episode mm-hmm. of the cartoon. They came really close in uh, Sun and Moon, but it still wasn't quite right in the Overworld. If they can do yeah. it for South no. Park, why can't they do it for Pokemon? I could see that, like a really nice, high-quality, like almost cel-shaded kind of design that makes it look like an episode from the The, anime. The Switch is a powerful system. Seeing what it can do in Hyrule Warriors, seeing 100 enemies on screen at a Mm -hmm. time in a fully fleshed-out environment, 3D environment, 
Um, you know, it can do a lot. I want to see him make the best of that system with this uh, Gen 8 yeah. game. Yeah, for sure. I th- um, I, I, my, my final want for this game is that, like, we talked a lot about the post-game content and everything like that, but my one um, fear for that, and because this is what happened to me with Diamond and Platinum, <laughs> I believe, was that that game had almost too much stuff locked mm-hmm. behind the post game like a lot of the best stuff was locked behind the post game yeah. in my opinion so I, 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 I still want them to be want there to be something compelling to do post game but at the same time I still want like to be able to do a lot of that good I don't want it to be locked behind having to be elite, beat the elite yeah. four you know what I mean um yeah I actually while we were talking um one other thing that I want to see that kind of goes along with that is I'd like the main game to be a little more like random and fun like, I'd like to have, in, in Gold and Silver, one thing that they have are swarms. We're like, oh, a, a swarm of yeah. Heracross have just shown up at route whatever. I would like to actually be able to go to that route and have Heracross, like, all over the place. And, like, have that just be, like, a random event, you know? Like, like more, more things like that. Like, random events or weekly events. Things that make me want to play the game day to day and make it more of, like, a lifestyle game as opposed to just, like, an, a grindy RPG. Like, I really appreciate that. I mean, you can literally just take, like, the elements that Pokemon Go already yeah. have in it, right? Like, just, like, okay, you have to catch five Fire-type today, and then you yeah. get, like, this yeah. or something it, like It would that. just be nice to have a reason to jump in every day beyond I love this game. Or they could, you know, they could like, throw in weather yeah. on the different routes, too, like they did in Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They could even go back to the seasonal thing like they did in uh, Gen 5. I know it wasn't the most popular option, but it did make the game different. Every month your game became a different season and there were new things to do. Make it it correspond with the real world. Yeah. Like, if if the game is immersive enough, I would play Pokemon for an entire year and see, like, you know, winter and winter and summer and summer and stuff. Like, I just, I want it to be more immersive. I want it to be, like, I love Pokemon. I want Pokemon to be a game that I want to pick up every day and not just a game that, like, I force myself to play because there's aspects of it that I really like, you know? Right. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And, um... I don't know, like, I, this, and Steve, you've already said this before, but, like, this really could be the biggest Pokemon game, um, that, only because, and I say that only because of this Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu that's coming out, because I think it's going to really help to, um, broaden the player base, because, you know, people are going to have Switches, they're going to have Let's Go, Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go, um, Pikachu, so hopefully that means that when Gen 8 finally rolls around, um, it's just going to have a massive support, right? So then it's going to be like just so much, so awesome to like just get into the global trade system and just see everybody, you know, <clears throat> playing the game on Twitter. Like I, that's, I, yeah. I want that. I can't wait for everybody, for the zeitgeist <laughs> yeah. around that game, yeah. you know? Totally <clears throat> agree. Um, okay. So one last thing before we call it, cause I think we're ri- we're winding down with this. Um, I would like us each to predict just as a fun little moment in history here, the animal or basis for each of the three starters that you think is going to come out. You can pull these right out of thin air. It doesn't matter. You can say like mm. a grass platypus and a fire monkey and a whatever you want. But give me, give me your three predictions for the starter Pokemon. I'll give you a second to think about it. I'll make a note. We'll edit this part out. But um, when we have it, let's think it through. So... Well, could I go first? But do I have to? Does it have to be a prediction? Could it be more oh, of a make want? It a want? By all means, that's pretty much how we did the E three bingo cards, anyway. So, like, I was fucking pissed in Sun and Moon that the kitty cat was a fire Pokemon. I want a kitty cat grass Pokemon. That is my. If there's a cat grass Pokemon, that's gonna be my. I'll get a tattoo of that motherfucker. Like that's what I, I, I want. I want a fire kitty frog. cat grass Pokemon. Like. That would go so well with Greninja, and I know that Greninja is still mm. fairly recent, so the odds are pretty slim. But I think a fire frog would be kind of an interesting little change. That would actually be really cool. I feel like that could tie in really well with like Japanese mythology too. I feel like that's kind of already a thing. I want some kind of slime. 
Like, and not like Dragon Questy slime, but like, I want some kind of like goopy, slimy, kind of like the, the Dragon Slime um, Pokemon that we have. Like, I want something like that for either like a grass or a water type. Just some kind of goopy little adorable monster that's made out of goo. And I, I don't have specifics in mind for these ones, but I'd just like to see these Pokemon be a little more bestial again. Like, I, I wasn't crazy about it. Even the ones I really like, like um, Fennekin's Final Evolution or Chespin's Final Evolution, they're, like, humanish, you know? Like, they stand on two legs, and they've got, like, armor and clothing, and, like, like bring me back to that, like, Gen 1, Gen 2 stuff where they were all just, like, animals and dinosaurs and stuff. I miss that. Yeah, yes. and I, I don't know exactly how I'd tie these two types together, but I want the final form of the water Pokemon to be electric. It's been a long time since we've had a really fun water electric duo. Chinchou hmm. um, really and Lantern cool, are the last ones I can think of. Um, but, you know, because... And the fun thing that they usually do um, with the starters is the secondary types. So... If water beats fire, fire beats grass, and grass beats water, they do that with the secondary yeah. types, too. Um, and that one's a little bit harder to get into, but, like, fairy beats dark. I'm just trying to think back to last generation. Dark beats ghost, and then I think ghost is neutral against fairy, if I remember right. But they kind of did the whole triangle of the secondary types, too, so that would be fun to see. Yeah. Um, um I- I would like to see some kind of grass steel Pokemon that isn't Ferrothorn. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't like him. I want like a grass steel type that's actually cool because I think that typing is really awesome, even though it'd be incredibly weak to fire and would just melt in an instant. Like I, I want some kind of like exciting creative typing this time around. That's definitely something I'd be on board with. No more fighting fire. No, like, and I get it, um, Incineroar is fighting dark, but like, it's the same thing we've had for, like, everything else, you know? The fire-type Pokemon always ends up becoming some awkward wrestler-type, like... Just give us a fire-type that's not, like, a humanoid wrestler. That's all I ask. For, I don't, And I don't even know what to do for my grass Pokemon. Like, I got nothing. <laughs> Go with the grass, kitty. I, 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 I know we were, um kind of gonna end off the show but i just thought of something that might get us talking for a little bit um what if they bring a new type with this oh that would be nice dude okay (laughs) so the, the the briefest of backgrounds for any listeners who are unaware um dark type was a type that was introduced along with steel in gen 2 to help balance the game out Mm -hmm. many 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 years later in gen 6 we got fairy type to help balance out the overpowering dragons i would love a new type and i've actually had a type in mind i don't know if this is the type i would want if we only get one new type but i have wanted a sound type pokemon for so long I, I think, oh, I think you could cool. already tie a lot of already existing Pokemon into it. You could have um, that that Noivern, the dragon with like the amp. Yeah, you could yeah, have yeah. Jigglypuff. You could have the the what's his name, the guy with the teeth and the two ears, like the bunny that has like the speakers coming out. Um, oh yeah, Loudred. You could have like like all of those Pokemon, like a Meloetta. Any Pokemon that has like a sound based style to them, I'd like to see. I'd I like to see a sound element uh, team. I, I think that could be really fun. I think they could do some cool things. That, with that. would completely ruin my hyper voice. Is, is there any? Because <laughs> make it better. Yeah. Is there? Is there any Pokemon type right now that is? like overpowered or needs nerfing that's you know honestly probably the closest one is fairy just because it doesn't have many weaknesses it's got a weakness to steel and it's got a weakness to poison and that's it the thing about fairy is most of the fairy types kind of suck and there's only a handful of fairy types at the moment but there will come a time when fairy outgrows everything and it needs to be put down kind of in the same way like dragon wasn't a big deal when there was one dragon pokemon and he was half flying now there's like 50 dragons and like they they run amok. So yeah. yeah, no, I could definitely see that being a thing. Fire type too actually hasn't been put down in a long time. It's it's kind of had its free reign for a while as being like the offensive, you know, Pokémon of choice, especially with Pokémon like Blaziken who get like speed boosts every turn mm-hmm. and just totally outpower people. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I could see there being some things like that. 
Did you guys have any types in mind in particular, or do you just really want this to be a thing like I do? I, I, I like that your sound idea. I'm going to piggyback off of that. I can't, I'm not creative enough to think of a new type, but like I can get all over something like that for sure. I, the only other thing I can think of is like there, we have a dark type, so maybe like a light type. Yeah. So like maybe we can have like an angel type Pokemon, like an angel fairy or something cool. like that. Mix. That would That'd be, be kind of cool. cool, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, no, I was going to say, the only thing I want that's even close to that is um, like three new types of Eevees. Like Eevee evolutions, <laughs> because that, we yes. we don't get we enough have, of them. There, if there there has to be a new Eevee evolution, yeah, there has uh, to be a new at Eevee least one. So they did make they did make the announcement, kind of going back to Let's Go Pikachu, that there was going to be a new Pokemon that you can transfer as a gift from that game into um, Pokemon Go, and all of the wording seems to indicate that it's going to be an entirely new Pokemon that we've never seen before. I think an Eevee would be an excellent choice for that. And I'm kind of expect I'm expecting yeah. an Eevee, honestly. I'm expecting a new Eevee evolution to be the thing that we get. I don't know whether it'll be a rock Eevee or a ghost Eevee or, or, or what we're going to see. But I ha- oh, dragon Eevee would be amazing. Like, Yeah, I think dragon ooh, and ghost would, are probably the two that everybody fight for all the time. I would kill for a dragon-type Eevee. That would be the most beautiful. That's Some kind of so little, like, dragon-dog-fox thing. That, like, oh, I'd be Ghosts all over Ghosts all the way. I, I just imagine, imagine it looking like a cross between an Eevee yes. and a Spyro. Or, alternatively, like a Robo-Eevee, and it's a Steel-type. I would, I would take some kind of like, I, mm. I like the man-made Pokemon idea, like how Porygon was like built as like a computer program, and Genesect was like built to you know like whatever. Like I, I like those Pokemon that were like man-made. I would be all on board for somebody like building like an Eevee robot and having it be like an actual like Pokemon and having that be a Steel type, dude. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Well, thanks for putting all these thoughts into my head that now probably won't come true. And just <laughs> ruining yeah, we're going to be horribly disappointed when uh, this game comes out now. But but you know, I will say, and maybe this is a good maybe <laughs> this is a good stopping point for us. Gen eight has the potential to be something entirely different because it's on a new system and mm-hmm. it's the first home console Pokemon game that's going to be like a main series game. Like, it has that potential to be something a lot bigger and more important than, like, any of the other Pokemon games have been. Whether it will be or not remains to be seen, but it it definitely has more potential, I think, than, like, any of the other games have had so far. So, let's hope that they take advantage of it. For sure. All right. Well, I guess on that note, unless we have anything else to add, we'll call it quits there for the night. Um relatively short compared to our usual Infendo radio, but we really were just dishing about Pokemon, and one of the games we spent like a half hour talking about doesn't even really exist yet. We know nothing about it, so <laughs> I guess that'll do it. Um, do we want to say where you can find us? Yeah. Even though it's not a full show? Yeah, where where can we find... Oh god, you're the one that's Eugene, where can we find you on the internet when you're not Pokemon hunting? Well, uh, lately I've been in a MyPHP database trying to get Infendo.com back running. But it's up and running! Yay! Other than that, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Infendo Eugene. Um, you can find me in the liquor store looking for some Hennessy. Oh, man. You can... Steven! Where can we <laughs> find you when you're not... In the Lincoln store with Eugene looking for some Hennessy. You you can find me saving Hyrule across multiple timelines at the same time, because that's the thing you can do. Which are all equally valid and important to the structure of the narrative. Exactly. Um, you can find me at Gentis1 on Twitter, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Gentis. And um, in lieu of Justin not being able to make the show tonight because of time constraints, um, Justin actually just put up a new Let's Play of his Breath of the Wild shenanigans. If you want to go to YouTube and check out Infendo Plays, that should be up now. And you can find him on his site, which I had in my head but just fell out. Somebody help me. Utilidork.com. Utilidork.com, where he blogs about all things Disney and Disney-related. That's a microphone spike. Um, And you can find me primarily this weekend on HughAdventure.com, frantically updating this game and getting the release out for my lovely $5 patrons. 
So um, if you're a $5 patron, please don't quit on me. I promise that update's coming tomorrow night. <laughs> Other than that, my Twitter is Chromatic Hue. So if you're really looking for me, I'm there too. And I guess that's going to do it for this special edition of Infendo Radio. Thanks for um, thanks for listening. Enjoy playing Pokemon uh, freaking Pokemon Quest. If you can manage to pull that <laughs> off, I'll be really impressed. And look forward to Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, hopefully. That'll be a thing. And we will talk to you guys on the next episode of Infendo Radio next week. Have a wonderful day, week, month of your life. I went this in- exit thing go on way too long. Bye-bye, everybody! Bye-bye! I can't follow that up. (laughs) I figured I'd do my best Lucas impression since I was already... Had I I closed my eyes, you would have sounded just like him. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, that was legit. I was impressed.